Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of True Admissions. I'm Kent Barnes, your host, and today my guest is Bruce Epstein. He is the founder of First Choice College Counseling and is an independent counselor. Welcome, Bruce. It's great to have you today. My pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on. Bruce, COVID-19 has disrupted the college search for many students, and I know that uh, by virtue of being an independent counselor, you're working with many students right now. Could you tell me a little bit about your professional background before I ask you a few questions about how you're advising seniors? Um, Sure. Well, I actually um, studied aeronautical engineering at MIT, but had a long career in software engineering. Um, About 20 years ago, I started interviewing MIT um, applicants, doing the alumni interviews. And after about, you know, 10 years of that, I decided to start my own college counseling business with my wife, Michelle. And, um, you know, we spent a lot of time educating ourselves and our students about the college process, obviously, these days with uh, coronavirus, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, we originally focused on uh, STEM students and a handful of uh, sports for student athletes, but these days we cater to students from uh, the U.S., Asia, Europe, and everything from mm-hmm. you know high achieving students hoping to um, attend the most elite universities to you know C students hoping just to uh, you know find a college that's moderately selective in their home state. So. We see the gamut, and uh, we're happy to help today however we can. Awesome. Thanks, thanks Bruce. What a, an interesting background. You've moved from being an aeronautical engineer and software engineer to college counselor. I, I love the way you describe your clientele, that you work with students who are um, looking at the whole range of colleges and universities. You know, I'm, I'm interested with the disruption to the college search how you're advising seniors about navigating this disruption to the senior year. What are you telling them these days, Bruce? Uh, It's a good question. Our, our tagline here at first choice has always been taking the stress out of college success. So, so we start with relax, you got this, you know, we we're here to help you. Um, You know, you're not going through this alone and really, you know, everyone involved in this profession from school counselors, teachers, admissions officers, you know, they're all in this business to, uh, you know, serve students first, whether it be their personal growth, their academic growth, uh, their physical health, mental well-being. So really, everybody is bending over backwards to make this work for the, you know, seniors and all students. And, uh, you know, what we're doing is really just trying to keep our students informed. We sent out a a summary the other day of uh, all the, you know, whether it be, you know, testing or transcripts or school visits, you know, just keeping them um, informed, letting them know it's going to be very fluid for a while. So um, we really advise it just to take as it comes attitude and, and things will clarify. So hang in there. Thanks, Bruce. When you're thinking about your seniors specifically, um, how are you counseling them uh, to learn as much about a college as they can without the benefits of, of visiting? Um, I'm sure that you've advised students to visit, visit, visit. But given the fact that so many can't right now, what sort of advice are you providing uh, in, in lieu of a campus visit? You know, it's a great question. 
Um, one time an admissions officer told me that the, the biggest predictor for their yield, the percentage of students who will accept an offer, is actually the weather on the day of the um, accepted students' uh, visits. So if it's sunny, they get a high yield, and if it's rainy, they don't. And I often tell students, if you visit a campus when it's raining or snowing and you still love it, then it's probably the right one for you. And, um, you know, so, of course, students kind of want to make that emotional connection with, uh, you know, a campus. And it, and it is sometimes an emotional decision. But I think the silver lining is that if they can, um, you know, make the make the decision with the, the facts that they have at hand, then it, it's probably a, a good fit for them. If they pick the right schools, if the um, college admitted them, then um, it's a high likelihood that it's a great fit. So I tell students that the... Um, uh, you know, the the ones that you can visit are are a great way to get to know about them, but you'll be happy probably at any one that's your top two or three choices. But of course, there's a lot they can do. There's information sessions that are virtual online now. There are one-on-one um, -on -one chats that you can initiate with an admissions office. There's virtual tours that, you know, can give you a sense for the facilities and other aspects of campus. And I really encourage students to be proactive, reach out to the admissions officers and ask what they need. Often um, for my students, I try to connect them with a recent alumni or a current student who is very similar in their profile. Maybe, you know, a mechanical engineering female student from New Jersey would have more relevance uh, you know, to a STEM student than, you know, maybe an English major from California. So try to pick somebody that's close, work with your admissions office, your guy, your school counselor, your, um, your friends and parents uh, often know somebody. And uh, if you can make that choice remotely and still feel good about the school, it's probably pretty likely it's a great fit. Um, about the only thing I would do rarely different this time, this uh, year, is if you're looking at two colleges, maybe on opposite coasts, um, you know, you might be more comfortable picking one closer to home, you know, with all the uncertainty, it might be easier if you have to drive or change plans. Um, but in general, it's what I tell my students every year, which is pick the colleges on your list carefully, do your research before and after um, admissions or, or visiting, and, um, you know, make the most of it. You'll, you'll, You'll find a lot of great things at you know almost any university that you apply to, and it's really important to make the most of the resources they have, and and that's doubly true now. If a if a school responds to you well now and gives you what you need, it's a good sign for um, when you eventually arrive on campus. Well, Bruce, that's a bundle of excellent advice for sure. You know, I, I appreciate your comments about the weather. Um, I certainly appreciate your comments about doing your research and, and really value your advice about students reaching out to a member of the admissions staff to ensure that each of their, their answer or each of their questions is sufficiently answered before making a decision. You know, the other thing that I'm, I, I think about, uh, Bruce, uh, with your answer is that uh, countless students every year make a decision about a college without having the benefit of visiting. I think about international students uh, who uh, make that decision and, and how uh, they're able to, to make that decision without the campus visit. So uh, there are lots of resources available, and I think you've done a great job of reminding us of those things. You know, Bruce, uh, today uh, the uh, uh, report on unemployment came out 
Um, and in the last two weeks, we've had almost 10 million uh, U.S. citizens uh, file for unemployment. And I have to imagine that uh, some of the families that you're working with are seeing uh, changes to their financial situations. Um, are, are you advising uh, your, your students and families in any particular way who may uh, be experiencing a change in their financial uh, circumstances because of the pandemic? Um, yeah, another great question. Thanks for that. Um, I'd say, first of all, I want to make clear I'm not a financial planner, financial advisor, but of course, you know, as part of our college counseling and, and most counselors will try to at least advise students. So um, I'd say the first piece of advice is remember that financial aid officers, just like admissions officers, are always trying to say yes and help students. They're not looking for an excuse to say no. Um, again, there's a lot of people in that same situation. Um, but begin with the assumption that they're they're on your side and trying to help you. Um, you know, these are uncertain times. You know, there's only a few dozen universities that have multi-billion dollar endowments. Many smaller colleges are, you know, struggling financially, especially um, with the strains of coronavirus, uh, maybe um, people asking for refunds for um, housing and food for this semester. Um, but of course, many families are dealing with, you know, potential lost uh, jobs, lost revenue if they have a business. You know, there's a lot of things going on. So I'd say the first thing is... Um, Look at your financial situation, especially how it's changed. If you uh, applied previously, you have a lot of uh, numbers from 2018. Um, that's what's called prior prior year, and that's what most students applied for financial aid with. Um, your 2019 may look similar, but your 2020 may look very different. Um, so collate that information. You'll probably have to file a written appeal. Um, you'll explain whether it's lost job or lost revenue, or maybe it's increased medical costs or increased child care costs or increased elder care expenses. And, um, you know, ultimately, some families will have to rethink uh, their college choices. They may have to delay a year. They may consider a, a local community college and transfer after two years. They may choose, you know, a, a lower cost, uh, you know, public state university instead of a private or out of state one. So, you know, adjustments will have to be made in, in the end, um, you know, most students can succeed wherever they go and, uh, and, you know, we wish them all the best and we support them as are the rest of the, you know, college and, and high school community. Thanks, Bruce. That's all uh, very, very good advice uh, about uh, how to approach this uh, process and engaging the financial aid office and not losing hope about making sure that uh, a college choice is an affordable and accessible option. You know, Bruce, how are you as a, a, an independent counselor um, reassuring your students uh, that they're not alone in this, uh, that, that what's happening to, to them and their school and, and their circumstance, um, that, that they're, not, they're not flying solo? What, what, are, you, what are you telling them? Um, and, and how are you advising them that they're not alone? Um, sure. Well, you know, as an independent college counselor, we have the luxury of having, you know, uh, very close relationships with all our students. Um, so we've spoken with them directly, you know, whatever extra support and guidance we can offer at this time of year. But, you know, that said, even students who, uh, you know, don't use an independent counselor can certainly avail themselves of the many resources that are being made available by the high schools, the colleges, uh, even private companies, testing agencies, you know, almost every um, private and public institution worldwide, certainly here in the U.S., has a website explaining what they're doing to support students at this time. And, uh, you know, I think a real 
silver lining of this uh, pandemic is that, you know, people are experiencing this enhanced sense of community and collaboration. You know, it's very easy to feel like you're competing in high school with other students, et cetera. Um, but here, you know, people in all sectors of society are making really heroic efforts to do their part to ease the burden of, you know, the pandemic on their fellow citizens. And, uh, you know, the students and their families, hopefully they'll come through this stronger with the greatest, greater focus on what really matters, which, you know, college is one piece of the, the much larger puzzle and admissions is just one part of uh, your college experience. Um, so, you know, they're not going through it alone. Um, and, uh, John McCain once said, you know, find a, a purpose bigger than yourself. And I think that's what I encourage people to do. And um, then they certainly won't feel alone. There's always somebody who, who needs help even more than they do. So I encourage them to, to you know, think broader and, and it'll keep things in perspective. Wow. Find a purpose bigger than your own. Uh, that, that is uh, important uh, and compelling advice at this point. I've got two more questions for you, Bruce. Um, you've been such a, an exceptional guest in, in providing helpful information to those uh, students who are uh, in the process of trying to make a final college choice. I'm interested in your perspective uh, as an independent counselor, whether there are examples of colleges and universities that are being especially accommodating and empathetic to students uh, who are are caught in this and and trying to make a final decision? Are there some places that stand out, or some behaviors or actions that have have caught your attention? Um, an, another great question. I'd say I've been really, really, really impressed. Um, you know, there's just been a breathtaking speed and depth to which almost every college I've heard of has you know been accommodating students, whether it be new. Um, you know, live group chats, one-on-one -on -one conversations being offered with admissions, which frankly, you know, usually in a typical year, they wouldn't necessarily get, um, you know, virtual tours, presentations, you know, uh, I, I think they're all doing a great job. Um, even for colleges still accepting applications, you know, not all colleges have even, um, you know, closed their books on the year. Some will accept applications into May or June. Even those have waived standardized testing for fall admits. And almost all the colleges are waiving or will be waiving um, standardized testing for, you know, future classes. So they're really trying to take the pressure off kids. Um, uh, I want to call out two things in particular. One, um, um, Ohio State had been asked if they were going to delay the deposits till June, which is a common question instead of May 1st. And their answer was, look, we know you can't visit in April. You're not going to be able to visit in May either. We want to move forward and give people as certain as much certainty as we can. So they're keeping it at May 1st. And um, that allows them to, um, this is at the Columbus campus. So for other campuses beyond the flagship one, it lets them give answers to other students and it lets students start thinking about their wait lists. And so even colleges that make quote unquote, not seem to be accommodating by, uh, you know, in this case, delaying the deposit are really doing it for a reason. So give them the benefit of doubt, ask if you have questions. Um, the other one I want to call out by name is um, University of California. They're, you know, one, of, I think they're the largest system with the most applications. And they also have some very stringent requirements as far as grading and testing. And so one of the questions was like, if you get pass fail, grades for senior year, will those count in your final transcript? And they've made it clear that they're going to accommodate that as well. 
So I think everyone's doing a tremendous job and the students should take heart in that. And I, you know, it's really wonderful to see the community come together and, and there's a lot of consensus around the steps that they all need to take and they are. Thanks, Bruce. That That is all very reassuring. Um, at Augustana, we've certainly taken some of those steps, extending our deposit date to June 1st. And uh, we've been a test optional institution for some time. And our faculty are voting on Monday about uh, accepting pass, no pass uh, credit without punishing students. So I, I think that the theme that you're emphasizing is, is that we have to uh, showcase our our understanding and our empathy for students, and I appreciate you highlighting a couple of, of big players, uh, Ohio State and the University of California system, uh, who are doing just that, along with many others. My my last question uh, is, is sort of a personal question, Bruce. Uh, again, you've been so gracious with your incredible responses, but um, what would you tell me uh, as a chief enrollment officer that I need to be doing? Uh, to serve these deciding students most effectively. What, what's your advice to me personally? <laughs> well, um, I think you know a lot more about in the art and science of enrollment than I do. Um, it sounds like you're definitely redoubling your efforts. I'm sure you're, um, like most colleges, are going to be active on you know social media and email. Um, you know, I think I would say first, frankly, thank you. I know it's an extremely difficult circumstance. I know um, you probably don't have a lot of students, um, uh, you know, who are understanding of your, um, you know, the chaos on your side of the story, but um, certainly counselors do and, and high schools do, and we appreciate it. I, I think there are going to be, you know, ongoing aftershocks, at least, you um, you know, certainly this fall and maybe into the following fall, you know, they're talking maybe 18 months till a vaccine, something like that. Um, so, you know, everybody has their hands full. I, I don't envy uh, your position, but I do support it. And I think, again, you know, colleges, independent counselors, school counselors, teachers, students, families, everybody has a role to play. And it's a great opportunity for the students to be proactive. Um, if uh, there's something at your college or others where students aren't getting that information, just ask. Um, you know, I'm sure the college will be responsive. And those best suggestions uh, are not going to necessarily come from me or maybe even uh, from the staff at colleges. They may come from students themselves. So share your ideas as a student on, uh, you know, the college's social media pages. And, and I'm sure they'll take those suggestions and try to expand it um, to students this year if possible. And, and if not, maybe um, in the future. Well, well, thanks. Bruce, you've been a, an excellent guest on, on True Admissions, and I'd really like to thank you uh, for joining me uh, this afternoon. I'd also like to wish you, uh, Bruce, and, and the students who you serve the, the best of luck in the coming weeks as students make their, their final college choices. So, so thanks, Bruce, for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much, Kent. And I really want to just give my best to everybody in the, you know, college and high school community. You know, stay, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, and uh, you know, hope to see you all in the fall. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to another edition of True Admission. I look forward to the next time. And until then, I'm Kent Barnes, your host, signing off.